Welcome along to the 98 Not Out podcast. Uh, joining me today is one of our top names, Mr. Mark Butcher. Uh, we'll be talking to him about lots to catch up on. So make sure you subscribe and like this podcast. Let's get into it. Mark, how are you doing? Welcome back to these shores after a jaunt in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Good to be home. Good to be back. Um, some of my luggage made it back with me as well, which is nice. Um, <laughs> I can't, I'm, when I landed in... Um, when I landed in Karachi, I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to get my my stuff because the uh, the connecting flight was well, we were delayed at Heathrow. Sat on the, the runway for two hours, and the connecting flight was literally running from one flight to the next. So I had a feeling I wouldn't get get my stuff when I got to Karachi, but um, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't show up at um, at uh, Heathrow. Um, but Mrs. B's happy though because because uh, it was my golf clubs that didn't come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you don't need clubs on the golf course. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I, I mean, if that were true, then I, I probably would have lost less money over over the course of uh, the Pakistan trip. But anyway, I digress. It was it was great. Um, fabulous to be back there um, again. I mean, I, the last time I was there was 2020, dodging in and out of sort of COVID um, when uh, when I was over there for the PSL. Um, and that was fabulous. You know, I hadn't been, I hadn't been for five years prior to that. Um, I was in Islamabad for an England tour when they were in Dubai. Um, so 2020 was the next time. And then uh, this was the, the next time after that. And of course, England hadn't have been there for 17 years. Um, uh, you know, since Marcus Dreskothic was captaining the team in a, in a white ball series down there in 2000. Um, 2005-06. So um, it, it was a momentous occasion and we were looked after royally. I was going to say, I think that was one of your early appearances uh, on 98 Not Out was uh, when you were out there. or you, I think you had just come back from the PSL with COVID having uh, intervened. Um, yeah. And a bit of a shame because that was the first time we had full-on cricket back in Pakistan. And as we're seeing now from this recent series, the passion and the uh, the fervour amongst locals mm. for cricket is is unmatched, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, it, ha- it certainly hasn't gone anywhere. Um, you know, the, obviously, the fear is always that if you you starve people of the of the sport over such a long period of time, that um, people will find other things to, to to talk about, other things to be passionate about, and other things to do, but not a bit of it in Pakistan. Um, you know, that it was the atmosphere in the stadium for for match one. In fact, it was like it all the way through until sort of <laughs> until until about three overs into the reply in the, in, in match seven. Um, was uh, was stunning, um, you know, and I wish I'd played there. I mean, I never, I never got the chance to play in Pakistan. I kind of missed um, that tour, the 2000, 2001 tour that NASA captained oh, yeah. um, with Ath and the boys when they when they won in the dark. Um, uh, so I was I was uh, I was out of favour, went out of the team back then. And then the next time I think England went, as I said, was two thousand five six, and no one had been back since. So. I wish I'd had the chance to play there. Um, and the guys who who are getting that chance to play there after all this time are very lucky. Really good series as well, T20 cricket. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I guess everyone was a, had a little bit of trepidation going into it, thinking, crikey, seven games, you know, we're all going to be uh, sick and tired of this after after three. Um, but, you know, the, the, the way, obviously, the, the atmosphere from the fans helped, but I think the cricket, by and large, was was compelling. Um, you know, you had uh, you had two teams, or one team in England who, who kind of coming out the back of a, a pretty poor 
summer of white ball cricket under um, the new management of, of Mott and, and Butler. Uh, obviously, with lots of first names also not available and not playing. Um, so sort of them trying to find their way into into a bit of into a bit of form. A few young players trying to make their make their mark on the game and perhaps leave a mark for for subsequent um, England white ball sides because obviously the, the World Cup squad has been has been named. Uh, and then Pakistan, who've you know have come off the back of um, you know as Champions Trophy that everyone was absolutely shocked, and not a Champions Trophy, an Asia Cup that everyone was shocked they didn't win having got to the final. Um, you know problems with the middle order. Um, you know, very very top heavy um, batting lineup with Baba and, and Rizwan, and of course, um, you know, a bowling lineup that can defend anything. You know, given uh, given a fair win, so it was you know a really great battle. Um, and those the first four matches in in Karachi were, were pretty epic, really. I mean, even though the margin of victory um, at times was by ten wickets. I mean, Rizwan and Baba chasing down two hundred on their own um, right. was was absolutely incredible. Um, and then you know Pakistan then defending that the the the, the lowest total of the, of the the series in game four to level things up at two two before we left Karachi was just you know it was stunning. Um, you know Liam Dawson also almost making a hero of himself and then uh, and then falling at right at the very last when England it looked as though England couldn't lose and Harris Ralph finishing the whole thing off it was thunderous. Um, and then you know. At, at, Lahore didn't disappoint either up until the last game when England kind of showed their class really in terms of having much more of a rounded team. You know, the kind of they weren't they're not looking for performances just from the same old places. They can come from all kinds of places and they were and they proved to be the better side over over the seven games. Do you think it bodes well for England in the World Cup on the, on these performances? Um yeah, I think I think they're a really strong side. I mean, I, I interviewed Joss at the beginning of the trip and no, he was he was quite keen to point out that sort of you know that he he called it a free hit. He said this tournament's a bit of a free hit for us. Um, we're, we're we're at the beginning of a of a cycle, a new cycle of sort of white ball cricket for England, and you know when we're, our expectations are pretty low for this one. But then if you if you look at the squad itself, and you look if if all of the players um, you know who who've been struggling with fitness make it and are all fit and ready to go, you look at an eleven that you can you can write down from that fifteen um, that has been provisionally named, and you're looking at it and thinking that is an epic side. Um, you know, obviously no best, oh, massive massive shame. Uh, Jason Roy out of out of form and out and out of the whole thing, but you bring in Alex Hales, you've got Phil. Salt kind of waiting in the wing. Josh Butler hasn't hasn't even put his pads on for the for the course of this trip yet. Um, a middle order that that will without any question have Harry Brook in it. David Milan, who is you know again proves um, proves what a fabulous T Twenty player he is. Then you can throw Ben Stokes and Liam Livingston into that mix. Um, and then with the with the bowling lineup, you've got, you've always got Mo you've got Mo there in, in the team whether you need him to bowl or not. You've got Rash. Um, down there at the bottom, and then with the likes of Topley, Wood looks like he's going to be fit to play. You've got a choice between Wokes and Curran. Um, you, I mean, it, it's that is not a, an inexperienced um, ingenue team to take to a World Cup. I mean, it looks like if that's a free hit, you know, if that's sort of wandering in there as as third or fourth favourites, then I'd hate to see what they look like when they're at full strength. <laughs> so. Um, Look, I, th- I think they're they're a terrific. No, I mean, none of nobody's nobody's the, the the finished article. You know, England England's death bowling. Obviously, Chris Jordan will be coming back 
um, from injury, so they hope he's going to make it as well. They'll have all kinds of options, and, and, when, and they might think about the bowling attack in, in terms of whether they load it with for, to, for trying to take wickets with a new ball, or whether they look to try and load it with with Jordan and uh, Topley. I think will play no matter what, um, you know, for, to to load back load it for the for the death. Um, but whatever happens, the batting lineup is monstrous, mm. um, and and you know, and Brooke, I think plays no matter no matter who's fit I think the rest of them kind of juggle themselves around him but I think he's in let's just stop for a 98 not out tea break brought to you in association with 98 not out tea <laughs> good time for a cup of tea hang on that's my job what, what, about, <laughs> your, what about your teeth how, how are they you don't not got any sensitivity or anything like that you don't, you don't need a, I'm eating a nice lolly it's fine don't, don't need a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? Um, good to hear Lord Gower back on the mic. And when we had him on a few weeks ago, he did say about one of the things in commentating in the subcontinent was the explicit use of sponsors in the commentary. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of all part and parcel. I mean, I've done that working on the, you know, on the Caribbean Premier League, you know. Not all of these places um, that, that the great game of cricket is played have the the sort of resources um, to call upon that, that that we do, and that other other countries with a lot more money have, and so therefore they have to find ever more ingenious and um, ridiculous ways of drumming up that cash. Um, but what was what was most funny about it, all of course, was that that people, some people, literally thought we were doing that off our own bat, um, and that we we just decided to start start talking about various products when they appeared on the television <laughs> and that somehow it wasn't part of the a part of the broadcast. I mean, Christ, if that had been the case, I would have been talking about Rolexes and, and Ferraris and things. I wouldn't have been <laughs> you know, as much as as much as um a good old brushing with sensodyne is probably good for you. That would not have been the first thing I thought of had it been down to me um to be talking about advertising on the telly. Yeah, never knock a microwave. <laughs> no, well exactly. I mean you never know you never know when it might come. <laughs> so you're back on these shores, um, safe in town, minus your golf clubs. Um, but uh, it's non-stop in the world of Mark Butcher, and uh, I gather there's uh, um, some training opportunities that you're uh, you're heavily involved with. Yeah, well, I, last year we, um, myself and, and a couple of pals that I went to went to school with back back when we were kids, really, you know, before we were in double figures, um, we launched a, a, a company. Um, called Sporting Excellence Group, and the and the, the the idea behind it was that we'd we'd offer we'd offer kids um, from the age of I suppose ten up to eighteen at the outside, but more, more ten to sixteen I suppose, um, high quality coaching from you know from people that have played the game. So we got sort of Steve Kemba heading up the the football aspect of it. Got um, Mike Friday, who's, who's I think he's currently with the USA Sevens team. Um, taking care of the rugby side, and then I'm sort of director. Um, I don't don't get involved heavily with the coaching, but do from time to time um, with the cricket. And we we launched that all three sports last summer um, with 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 real success actually. And and the idea is is that we're we're trying to bridge the gap between there's a, there's a sort of gap between um, you know the stuff that kids could get at school and 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 with with volunteer coaches and things like that um, in clubs. Um, and then uh, being able to kind of to lift them to whatever whatever their highest level can be, you know, it's not a it's not an academy as such. We're not sort of, you know, dr driving people towards the professional game. Although 
if we have kids of, of the right sort of um, uh, with with the right sort of quality and, and that want to be involved in that, we give them a massive leg up because they're getting, um, you know, like some my old man has been heavily involved with the coaching. We've got Michael Carberry doing stuff for us this year, so that, that's on the, that's on the cricket side. Similar with football, exactly the same with the rugby. Um, and um, so so that was last year, and then this year we've kind of looked at it, and obviously with all of the, the great success stories around women's sport, we thought, well, we've got to we've got to do what we can to, to make sure that we get girls involved with this as well. So um, with, with Tash Farron on board, the, um, the England and Oval Invincibles left arm seamer, we've just announced that we're, we're running a, running a, starting at sort of an open session for kids at, at Croydon High School um, on the 30th of October. Um, and we'll be looking to sort of then sign kids up for the for the 10, 10 week blocks and, and give them exactly the same treatment, you know, with, with high quality, either ex, ex pros, level two, level three, level um, level and above coaches um, and, and get them and get them going and, 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 and give them the opportunity to get coaching that perhaps they might not be able to find elsewhere. And what's the easiest way for people to get involved? Um, well, the uh, where are we looking? The, the, if you go to www.sportingexcellencegroup.com, um, there is uh, there's all the information about us and, and what we do and where we're doing it. I mean, at the moment, it's pretty southeast based, um, but the idea is that we will be able to branch out. We get another year under our belts and we'll branch out around around the M25 and beyond. Um, so yeah, www.sportingexcellencegroup.com. That give you an idea what what we're talking about. And then if you go onto my, if you follow me on Twitter, um, or follow seg underscore coaching on Twitter, you'll find the flyers for the for the girls stuff because we haven't managed to we haven't got that uploaded onto the uh, onto the main website as yet. So uh, you'll find the flyer with with information about that. I'll put all the links on the bio uh, to this podcast as well, so uh, people can find that. No Thank excuses. You. Now, um, I can't <laughs> let you go without asking about what's going on with uh, Mark Butcher Music. Last time we saw you in action was at Henry and Dagger's amazing gig <laughs> at uh, yes. the 100 Club. What a night yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, I can't believe I, mean, I can't believe they pulled it off, really. Um, they had a balls of steel to do what they did those two boys and uh yeah we managed to raise about 10 grand i think for the teenage cancer trust so uh fabulous so they're, they're now kind of got a bit of wind in themselves and thinking well maybe we can we can roll this out and we can do it again elsewhere Wembley. Um, you know outside of london yeah yeah maybe one of the maybe one of the small rooms around the side <laughs> um but no but that, but that was fab so i mean not a massive amount going on at the moment i've, I've done a lot of writing and so there are there are new new songs being being um curated and uh and hopefully I have some news about some new material soon but um i haven't really had much time to do it to do anything to do anything else <laughs> for one reason or another chasing golf clubs around the place for a start. <laughs> amazing because i think the very first conversation we had with you on here uh, and I think it was even before then. I think it was. Oh, man, no, it was it was as lockdown struck, and you were worried at the time about with cricket and the whole world grinding to a halt that you were contemplating going down to Sainsbury's and uh, and, and stacking shells. But uh, marvelous to see how <laughs> things have turned round. <laughs> yeah, well, it's bizarre, isn't it? You know, the um, so obviously I'm now sort of sort of a staff a staff commentator of Sky Sports, so I'm. Yeah. No longer free, uh, no longer freelance anymore. 
Um, yeah, so uh, I've been very fortunate once again. So that's uh, that's all good. I'm, I'm managing to, to uh, live up to my dream of never having had a proper job by the time I retire. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all richly, richly deserved. And I think we all enjoy your contributions on the TV. And as always, we massively appreciate your support on 98.0. Been an absolute superstar with us. And uh, I would confidently say we wouldn't be where we are today uh, without your help, mate. So, um it is muchly appreciated, and we love watching your success and uh, um, appearing on the TV on a regular basis. It's brilliant. Uh, stop it! You're making me, you're making me blub now. But no, no any time, <laughs> any time. I'll take it. You're off. Uh, you're off to Australia pretty soon. Then back on the plane. No, I'm not actually. No, I've got a bit. I've got a little bit of time off. Um, so um, half term trip planned with the with the little one and, and uh, Mrs B. Um, and and then sort of stealing myself to go back on the night shift when um, when the Pakistan Test series comes around. So NASA and, and Athers are going to be over there um, doing all the ads, uh, and I'll be in the studio with uh, with Wardy at, at well on air at five a.m. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so you know at at the studio by three, I should think um, for for the three match Test series. Uh, yeah, we so need to get Wardy. He's one of the only ones that hasn't been on, so uh, we need to give him a call. Right, yeah. okay, I'll, him, I'll have a word with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, many thanks for giving us your time. I know you're a, a busy man. Um, and uh, enjoy the break with the family. Very important mm. to do those kind of things. And uh, we'll catch up in the near future. All right, mate. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.